What do you have against Electric Boogaloo's? Um, I wasn't actually a fan of that movie. Oh, well, it wasn't a very good movie. That's that's probably why I was not a fan. Well, that's true. Whatever happened to him? Who was that guy? I don't that even was, know. Um... There's a person who did stuff. I forget his name. He's like a very 90s, early 2000s comedian, like Adam Sandler type style back in the day. Rob Schwinn? Schwein? No. Uh, I, I, Rob Schneider? Schneider, that's his name. Rob Schneider is a stapler. Wasn't that electric electric boogaloo? I probably. That sounds like him. I'm pretty sure that was him. Rob Schneider. So guess what has showed up today for William? What? You got some? Got some Amazon's? Oh, today. Yes. Uh, From, from, it was uh, was a claim fulfillment. (gasps) Me too. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) Me too. This happened to me. Yeah. Red Bulls does not give you wings, kids. (laughs) No. Nope. It, it did show up eventually, though. But two years later, I has think it been, actually been I two think, years? Okay, so I started took working ninety four years to show. Up. <laughs> 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 well, it was pretending like we don't understand, huh? No. What? I don't get. Okay. Get it? It's funny. It's a joke, and it's a but no. Oh. So Red Bull had a lawsuit against them, a class action lawsuit, and you could sign up online to be a part of it. And if you won, you got a four pack of Red Bull for free. It was either like. A four-pack of Red Bull, or they would give you a voucher for something. It was literally, I think, like a couple bucks. Yeah. Like $2. I was like, I'd rather have the Red Bull. Yeah. Because that's more expensive than $2. You're not wrong. So, now we have four cans of Red Bull. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had four as well, but I'm down to one. You had. I took them to work, and I find it turns out when you have Red Bull at work, it, the temptation is too strong. <laughs> it's like, I, yes, give me the Red Bull. I will take energy. I'll guess what else I got at work today. A standing desk. Well, a Veridesk, which is like, goes from standing to sitting to standing to sitting. Right. I saw that. I know. I was telling the audience, Rob. Mm-hmm. Jerk. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? I show you nothing but love. <laughs> Dang. I have not used it yet. I set it up, like, that was the last thing I did before I left the office, was I just, like, unplugged my monitors, set it all up, and put it all the way up and put the mat down. I was like, this is cool. All right, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home now. So I, I I got a feeling. I'm calling it now. I'm gonna. Is it a feeling you just can't hide? No. Oh no. I, because Oops. I'm not hiding it. Because I'm telling you it right now. Oh uh, well, that's, that's that's true. I got a feeling that I'm gonna hate it at first because I'm gonna get tired of standing. But then after like a month, I'm gonna really appreciate. But you it. used to stand all day for work. That was years ago. That what. Was it? Yeah, I it's guess it was. been years now since I've worked at Apple, so that is completely different now. It's true. I've been at a sitting job for, well, two jobs now for about two years, over two years. I forget that, that is it's been years that long. technically. I think it's like closer to three. multiple years. Yeah. So that's going to be something to get used to. Guys, it's less than seventy days until PAX. Well, for people who aren't going to PAX, woo. Am I the only one not When is going, going to PAX? PAX East is April 22nd. I'm not going. Okay, I didn't know if you were going to. Nope. I'm going. That's exciting. I'm just I'm very excited. chill here and go to class. Go to class. Well, How's school oh, going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going. It's my birthday, too, so I get to be You like, know what's oh, better than good. PAX for your birthday? Staying at home and making will. No, no, he's going to rub in that he gets fireworks for his birthday. No, I was just going to SGDQ for my birthday. Mm. Ooh, when's your birthday? 
Put the when, two together. When, when does when does the country shoot off fireworks? Do you live in Pittsburgh? There's fireworks literally every week. No, no, the country. Well, you the didn't country. say the country originally. Fourth of July. Your yeah, birthday yeah, is Fourth of July. Yeah. Good, good, good. Figuring that out. Deductive you reasoning. You can do it. I did it. <laughs> awkward silence. That's the point. It's supposed to be awkward. You know, if he took that silence and like cut it and pasted it, he could make that awkward silence last, last as long as he wants. Well, I don't even need to like cut and paste it. I can literally just create a spot. Well, no, there. but then it's not a natural silence. Yeah, you have to have room noise for your silence. Yeah. Come on, editor. That's fair. I need um, new glasses. Beyond. I need new lenses for my we, glasses. We, we could go get new glasses. Yeah, I need to do that. The My headphones have caused, over time, I think, the um, earpieces to, like, kind of fall apart. Oh, really? uh, hmm. It sucks. Well, I, uh, I prefer, like, I really love my glasses, mm-hmm. but I, because the glasses were a little up there in price, I kind of just chinsed out on the, the, the glasses part of them. Mm. So, like, these are, like, the basic glasses you can get, but the frames are, like, super expensive. So I was yeah, like, <laughs> see what I mean, though? Holy crap. Yeah, your glasses look... Like they're beat. Yeah, I mean, they, it looks like they hurt. It looks like it has serrated edges on the curve where it would just like cut your ear. Doesn't really cut my ear. It, it just gives it a, a deep massage. Mm, something <laughs> like that. But yeah, no. If you if you want to head down to get glasses, we can. Uh, yeah, I need, I need to, to get a new prescription. I think. Do you just do contacts normally? Okay, I was but I need a pair of glasses for when I'm lazy. I haven't been able to be lazy in a long time. I'm always lazy. I hate contacts. I just can't put them in. I mm. have never tried contacts. You're not missing much. I've been, I mean, I would argue against that, but... Um, uh, you gotta understand, I didn't need glasses until I was out of high school, and mm-hmm. I I got them my senior year of high school. I've needed glasses I really happy since I, I was glasses. 11 or something, like 10. I've worn glasses for a long time. I was that kid that would buy frames with no glasses in them. Wow. Because I thought the glasses look cool. Wow. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah, right? I don't know. That's just something I'm not, I would do. I'm not so That's silently judging I would, you. I, I judge me. I judge past me. Okay. So Harshly. I have been playing The Witness a lot recently. Yes. I don't know if you guys have seen this game. I've watched the play some of it. Witnessed this. No. Boo. I, I've, I've watched yeah. some of the play. Yeah, boo. What is it like? Um, it is a, I think the easiest thing to kind of compare it to is a modern, uh, much more complicated version of Mist. See, I would not say that you could complicate Mist at all. It's super complicated. It is. But Mist is basically static puzzles. Like, yeah. There, there, isn't, there isn't a whole so lot. So this isn't, like, it's not like you're just looking at painting. Because Mist was like graphically impressive because it, it was just visually like you would be on a stand like you wouldn't be able to move the screen very much right this is completely 3d world so it is a full-on flesh so it's not missing that aspect so it's just an open world puzzle game yes oh okay there are different regions that you have to solve a puzzle for there are 11 regions in all i think okay if i remember correctly and i think i've done eight of the 11 on this island there are, and then there's the final area that I also have to do. I want to get all the base areas done first before I go into the uh, the final area, but mm-hmm. it it hurts. Is it like <laughs> Miss where it's kind of like very esoteric, like very like cerebral, and it's 
commentary and all that stuff? Or is it yes. a little bit more like, this is just fun? No, that there are, there are hidden videos that you can find Ooh. that get pretty heady. So does it feel like the guy that made Braid made it? I think it is the guy who made oh my god i just completely guessed <laughs> I, I forget i can't remember exactly like, who made oh, it's a, it's but a pretentious I've, indie game did the guy that make braid make it i feel like it is i can't remember exactly it's who super the fun it is. might be the guy that made fez no no he <laughs> will never I don't make know. a video fez game again was, i don't know i got like two or three hours into fez and wanted to punch something well but i feel like fez was like more of a fun version like hey i'm gonna try something cool with mechanics but it's gonna be like okay i can feel that fun yeah, yeah. whereas braid was like this is my piece of arts and it has my soul built into it yeah, <laughs> yeah. there were parts of, of fez where i was just like because I, I i found one of the secret yeah stars or whatever it was um just ugh. yeah just uh i so both those games I, I feel like i just didn't have the time to put into them that they required to really get what they yes it were. is the guy who created braid i am well so done. happy that i just guessed I'm like this sounds well like done. braid yeah, it's a uh, the video game designer is a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Blow. That yep, okay, I forgot his name, but yeah, totally. Um, and so yeah. Is, since he is that guy, did since he, he is that guy, I mean, like Braid was yes pretentious, but it also had a cool mechanic. Does this game have like a new type of feel, like a mechanic, kind of like how Braid did? Well, each area has its own set of rules that it uh-huh. tries to teach you for puzzles. Okay, so it's not simple, like, visual puzzles where it's like, you just have to put this puzzle together or you just have to pull the levers in the right order. Correct. It's okay. kind of like that, but kind of not. Okay. So, for for instance, uh, very early on, um, one of the puzzles that you learn is you have a grid um, that you have to navigate from start point to end point. Okay. That's the very first one. Very simple. The next iteration of that is you have to move from start point to end point, but you have to get all the little dots that are also along the way. And then some of the paths are broken. And then you have to do it um, while, you know, trying to figure out other, like navigating through other things. Okay, so they just kind of, they they build upon the concepts. Correct. Which is what any good game should do. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're enjoying it? It's good? I am, I am. There are definitely times where I'm just like, Oh my god! I want to hurt myself. This is so I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I felt that way about Braid as well. Yeah, actually, it, it, it really hurts my brain sometimes. Like I, I, when you get a puzzle, when you get a concept, it feels mm-hmm. really, really nice. I feel, and you like, feel great. Yeah, there's there's this sweet spot in puzzle games and pretty much any platform games as well, where you you want to make it hard so that way you feel good when you beat it, but not too hard where you feel defeated and don't want to give it a shot. And I feel like I would be getting to that point if I mm-hmm. wasn't streaming it and had people kind of going along with me. But at the same time, that has been a little demoralizing at because points. people get it before you, and there's like, yeah, hey, dumbass. Well, not like that, but like, well, they don't say it. That no, way. they don't, they don't say it that way. It. But it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. That was the the solution that I saw. But it was like they saw it, yeah, ten minutes ago, and I'm like, <sighs> shut up, you. I mean, so. I, I think people do realize that it's really actually difficult to solve problems when you're immediately playing the game. Like when you are the person who's trying to solve it, because you're taking in a lot. You're not just taking in the puzzle. You're also taking in the controls. You're taking in like the like. Well, and when you've been solving the problems yeah. as well. So it's not just like it's oh, yeah. I kind of go and casually look at the problem. And go, I wonder if that would work. Yeah. 
It's kind of like the whole thing where, you know, leaving a problem for a day and coming back to it usually yeah. fresh eyes. You Less stress it out. equals yeah. easier problem solving. Exactly. All right. Well, let's hop into the topics of the week. Sure. Topics. Because I want to. Okay. And because I want William to say things. Oh. Oh. Things. Hey, William, you're going first. I said things. Oh, I get I, it. I, I get said, it. Because you said you wanted to say Do things. Do you want me to say anything else? Your topics would be nice. Okay, cool. You could have just said your topics would be nice. And this could have gone on forever. I could have. I would have smacked both of you. Yes, you would have. Why would you have smacked him? He didn't actually, like, participate per- b- before that. perpetuating it. After the fact. Instigator. Perpetuating. <laughs> it would only be perpetuating if I'd continued it. Right, but that... Just go. See, she, we just did what you said lady, we were going to not does. do. On Mondays. <laughs> Mondays. All right. Today's Friday. Which topic would we talk about? Right dust in about five seconds. What are we talking about? What are we talking so about? What are we talking she'll about? She'll have to wait until Monday. Monday. Nah, I don't know. Because she's weekends off. Right now. They're just talking. But on Monday. About something. She'll dust. I think right? you're making a reference. Right? But I don't <laughs> that, get the right. reference. Scott Pilgrim? Huh? What? Hey, huh? Who? Uh, yeah. I got it's a Scott Pilgrim yeah, reference. Scott, I got it. No, you didn't. I read the comics. Right, you did. <laughs> I saw the movie one time, honestly, oh, and I have so not good. seen it since. I I read the comics and I like the comics. I'll lend it a lot. to you if you want. As someone who wore glasses with no lenses, I feel like you would like Scott Pilgrim. No, I did. I liked it a lot. I just have not revisited it. Fair enough. I mean, we haven't. I haven't ow. recently. What? Why? Ow! I, I hit my finger. Well, stop it. I didn't mean to. Okay. Okay. Hey, what are we talking about? Lee? <laughs> have you ever wanted your data to last a really, really, oh, really? Oh my god. Really long time? Actually, no, but yes. Like, really, really long time? Like, are we like talking... Really, like, really, so really, long really that years? after the universe dies, it'll still be around? Actually, no, not the universe. Wait, as, as after the sun burns out, it'll still uh, be around? There okay, yeah. So, so it's not solar power. How's that possible? Well, at the University of Southampton, because there's only one H, so take you can't say... MIT. It's not Southampton, it's Southampton. Anytime you say something that's not MIT, I'm just going to say, take that, MIT. Ha. Anyway, suckers. Take that institute. <laughs> MIT is probably like, we, yeah, we figured it out a while ago. Didn't really see any use for it. <laughs> kind of put it on the back yeah. burner. Data anyway. on glass. Who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> Using nanostructured glass, and I didn't get into the minutia of it yeah. because no nanobots. Nan- Not nanobots. Na- nano glass. Nano glass. So glasses for nanobots. Yes, that's what they're gonna be wearing. If they don't have contacts, nerds. <laughs> Anyway, using femtosecond laser pulses. Oh, those classic things. We've we, talked we, about we, them we, before. We short. I, I, I said those classic things, Rob. It's true. I feel like you forgot that we had <laughs> talked about femtosecond before. Whatever. Really, really short amounts of time. You don't know me. They're able to write data at really high storage density. So we're talking 360 terabytes per disk capacity. Okay. So, okay. All right. I got you so, so far. 360 terabytes per disk. How big is a disk? I, I don't know. I assume a disk. Like Okay. So a, it's actually like, like a, a full on. I would guess. Because the picture I saw looked like he was just holding like a little thing in his hand. Whatever. Like or maybe cube. it's just the, that is a disk. That might. Wow. Or they're ta- they're trying to get like a uh, apples to oranges comparison. Yeah. That makes like, sense. Like if this were the size of a disk, it would be. Yeah. If this were a potato. Potato. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's use a bread box. Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, hold on. Time out. We uh-huh. went we went grocery shopping today, uh-huh. and William literally put our bread in a box. You put a bread box? You mean over there? Yeah. That was only one of them. 
I don't, I don't actually remember why I put it there. I, it's in a bread box, though. Well, no, it it's in a box, a box that contains bread. Which makes it a bread box. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. It is now a bread box. Whatever. Anyway. Bread box. So lots of data can be stored on these disks. Mm-hmm. Its data stability is up to 1,000 degrees Celsius. So you can't melt the fucker. So you can't. So and it's, I mean, it's glass, at, so. at 190 degrees Celsius, the data will last 13.8 billion years. Jeez. So is this like data that's hard to get? Like, I don't know if you know this part of it. but Can you get the data off? How, how easy is it to read the data? I assume not hard. Like, could it's, we it use seems, this for storage? It, or? Yeah, you probably could. I like... And how you, is its rewritability? Probably not at all. Probably, <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. I, I would guess not very, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. If they're etching the glass, essentially. Yeah, they? that's what yeah. I would think. Although, I'm pretty sure they can't rewrite. Probably not. So it might just be good for like. So storage. save your final yeah. copies. Exactly. Well, that, it, that's the idea. Is in the article they were talking about making it useful for archiving data over long amounts of time. And this is where the entire. You know, U.S. library goes. Yeah. This is like, hey, do you want to collect the entirety of human knowledge forever? Here comes the Smithsonian. Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, is legit because we've seen this. In this itty-bitty box. In the size of a bread box. In the size of a bread box, we have all of mankind's knowledge. I mean, how many gigabytes or terabytes of data do you think is in the Smithsonian? Man, we don't want the libraries at Alexandria all over again. Yes. Hey, fortunately... (laughs) thousand degrees so unless you're dumping <laughs> no it into a them. volcano we're good mount doom or like actually when the sun pompeii. explodes pompeii yeah, yeah that would do it that would do it yeah that would do it but you could i mean because you could probably fit it in several briefcases yes and take it with you, you could probably put it in your pocket <laughs> take it with you <laughs> run away what has it got in its pockets is the complete unabridged <laughs> smithsonian <laughs> It's got you in its pocketses. Yeah. <laughs> pocketses. That's, so that, that's, that's pretty that, sweet, though. That I know. I just, sweet. I liked it because it was cool, and it's like, wow, this will be something that it doesn't really matter for me, but, you know, as a human race kind of idea, it's it's neat. No, it's it's essentially like, you've heard of the, the seed uh, vault? Oh, yeah. It's it's, a, it's the same idea, except with... It's the with same idea, of exactly. Like knowledge. It. We have the seed vault, which is a whole bunch of Is that plants. in, like, Norway or something? Antarctica? I thought it was Antarctica, yeah. It's I believe. Like, really? Well, because it's a very stable environment. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a bunker, basically. Essentially, yeah. yeah they have a bunker, a bunker full of every single seed they can... Like, they're still collecting them, I think, but it's pretty much oh, every sure. single seed ever for every plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just have all the seeds there, so that way, if you don't need be, we can yep. reseed all these plants. Hopefully. All of a sudden, in millions of years... Antarctica has just melted, and all of a sudden, there's just a weird assortment of garden, and some alien race comes down. And is like, how did all of these plants? <laughs> Oddly just... enough, this sounds like how the Garden of Eden would happen. <laughs> just <laughs> saying, this is this Battlestar Galactica all over again. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Spoilers: They're all Cylons. <laughs> sort of. Sort of, and they also land on Earth and start civilization. They're out of Half Cylons. I hated the ending of that. Show. Jesus. There's a, pretty much every good sci-fi TV show has, has had an this Earth really tie-in. crappy, stupid ending. That I just hate. Where it was Firefly? Earth all along, or Firefly never got an ending because the Fox is the devil. Serenity kind of gave it an ending. Yeah, uh, I don't consider it the ending. I feel like Serenity was like, "Crap, we have to tie everything together. Hurry up, hurry up!" I enjoyed we have two Serenity. hours to do it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it as another episode of Firefly. 
I did not want Fair to be enough. the in the Firefly. Where lots of people died. Only really one. No. I thought it was only... Spoilers for Serenity, people. <laughs> if you have not seen it, it is quite old now. I thought only Shepard dies. And Wash. Oh, shit. I forgot about Wash. Oh, now I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> little dinosaurs on the... No. Poor Walt. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> Damn. I'm depressed. Let's talk about something happy. We need like visual tags for people. Be like, and here we take a digression into nostalgia. Okay, now back to your regular. This land, this land, this land, <laughs> this land. Uh, that will happen. What, what, second topic. Sun. <laughs> no, there are no suns here. There's black holes. Black yes, holes. there's two of them. Black hole. Well, Won't soon to be one. You. Yes. Once again, no, there, well, there, actually, there, no, there already is only one. Well, probably none at this point. It, the light of their, well, the not light of their being one may not have not reached us yet. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you could use one less not, but yes. No. My, no, two no, less no, knots. no. He said four knots, didn't he? No, 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 no. There, light is not emitted by black holes. Right. True. So it's the absence of light. But we observe stellar phenomena via the light or whatever of or lack of, uh, light. of the happening yes but because black holes don't emit light the light won't reach us yes. but theoretically if there had been light it might not have reached us yet <laughs> theoretically so okay the, 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 the not light okay may not have reached us yet yeah it's two knots Right, right. I thought you did four knots. He did. So you the, said that you could get rid of one. The and two I said knots that I did previously okay. probably yes. applied to something else. <laughs> so I or was I right stuttered. and you were not Or right. I stuttered. That's <laughs> Either true. One. Either or. There are only so two intended now knots. Now that everyone is <laughs> did confused. Did I stutter? <laughs> yes, oh, no, did I? This is a legitimate question. <laughs> this is a legitimate question. question. I'm asking you. <laughs> In the listen back, let me know if I stuttered. It better be a damn good $5 milkshake. Say not again. I dare. At any rate... Damn good five dollar milkshake. <laughs> Are they five dollars at Five Guys? I should really check what the price is at Five Guys. They're good milkshakes. Anyway, I don't ever get their milkshakes. At, I'm There's full. apparently the a one bacon on, one. The, no, 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 no. no. I don't like at U Pit, you can get oh okay any milkshake with bacon bits in them. I I get their sandwich and then I get their awesome drinks because you can make your own. That's true. The, you can, which machine. apparently they use for making new flavors. Yes, it, it phone home. The vending machines, mm-hmm. phone home, and they tell people what uh, flavors they've done, mm-hmm. which I really want a creamsicle one, because that sounds amazing. Okay, anyway. Can you get like an Orange Julius kind of thing going on? God damn it. At right. any rate, so... We're never going to talk about these block black holes. Very recently. <laughs> In fact, like right after the last episode went up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's usually what happens. It's yeah. Right after, uh, it's like, well, that that's... We're not talking about that. I guess well, we're not. Shit. Yeah. Recently, the collision of two black holes was detected. Warning, Will Robinson. Warning, Will Robinson. We didn't know what to do with it, essentially. We didn't know we could do this cool thing with it. No, no, we knew that we could potentially do this cool thing. We We were like, we, we theorized that we could detect the collision of two black holes through the, through gravitational wave reading. Yes. So, 
from my understanding of this, yeah. there's actually two stations. Well, it, it's called the um, the LIGO collaboration, right? And so there's one which in, like, probably stands for something something gravity well, observation. It's laser, yeah, something. Well, I can I, I can actually tell you how the the apparatus works. I understand how the apparatus. I works. do too in because theory. I took high school theory. physics. I know there's L's. This is actually yes. based on the apparatus used to determine the speed of light. It's really cool. Which yeah. basically what happens is you've got a beam of light and you split it. Mm-hmm. In twine. And then you bounce it off of mirrors. <laughs> pew, pew. And then you put it back together. Or y- y- you, you have it do a perfect refle- a perfect reflection back mm-hmm. at itself. Mm-hmm. So they are supposed to join again. And because they join perfectly, they cancel each other out. Right. You can, well, you can basically detect... Actually, I don't know if, if that's it. it. I just thought it detected when the light reached the source. Or reached I'm fairly the sure that it cancels each other out because the waveforms are opposite. That would make sense. But if it's if one of them is slower, then it doesn't. Correct. Yeah. And it's when light gets through that they're like, holy shit, this thing happened. And the right, only exactly. way that light get, will change, that that exact same beam that was split at, at the same point went the exact same distance and came back the exact same time, supposedly. Well, let's see, gravity... If gravity fucked with it. Mm-hmm. Gravity, yes. waves, gravity, gravity waves, gravity waves, uh, according to re- general relativity, yes. Einstein, Einstein. Uh, gravity waves will squeeze space... As they travel through it, space time gets fucked with. So basically, have you have you read the what was the the the, the time travel books as a kid? What were those ones? Probably called? the Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Yeah. It's we, not we've a had a discussion act. about this. It's Damn, not it's, a test track. But basically, let's impress now. <laughs> they, they they detect these very. Do you very... want us to, de- to describe a test track? Because we can do that no, for you. No, There's I, a very very easy that. thing about an ant on a piece of string. Yes, I've, I've... it's true. But yeah, no, th- this apparatus <laughs> will will is sensitive to very minute. We're talking, not like. I actually don't know how they were how small. miles and miles apart, right? Like these two apparatuses. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just talking about the 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 single apparatuses. Yeah. Apparati. Apparatus. Apparat. There are yeah, two a, individual whatever. apparatuses. The yes. apparatus I know. I know. <laughs> detect very very minute changes, and it turns out that those are attributable to gravitational waves. And these two, yeah, the two apparatus detected this uh, occurrence at the same time. Yeah. So they they corroborate each other perfectly, mm. and it matches up perfectly with Einstein's equations, which is the amazing part. Because right now, <laughs> it's so always badass. been a theory. We've we pretty much knew. Yeah, we pretty much were like, this is probably true. But yeah, yeah so this is the the first detection of black holes, the yes. first detection of gravity waves, and is a confirmation of general relativity. All in one go. Yeah, well, it and was the, just a whole bunch of check marks. Was like, check, 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 check. And yeah. the other and thing that's like, really cool about Nobel it. Nobel Prize. <laughs> right. And the, yeah. really thing, the thing that's really cool about it is we now have another type of waveform. It's true. We, we, yeah. We've known about radio waves. We've known about light waves. And now we have gravitational now waves. Now we know how to look for these better. And now we know, yeah. yeah now that we know how to look for them, we can then... In the far future, I was going to say like years out. Theoretically, a civilization somehow. Well, theoretically, a civilization could communicate through gravity waves, just like we would with, sound waves, just like we would. Furthermore, yes. it is yeah. a more perfect form of data because uh, light 
can't penetrate dust clouds and things. Yeah. But gravity waves don't give a shit. No, gravity waves exactly. don't they, give they no They go through yeah. whatever they is in the, the way. They are the honey badgers of they, waves. Yeah. They just sort of, they, they go and then they arrive and you're like, oh, cool. Thanks for the data. Yeah. So th- I, and what is, so it's still bound by the speed of light. I believe that gravity waves travel at the speed of light. That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. it's just still bound by that. I think so. It would have to be if we're, observing but, it but right now. But at the same time, it's fucking with it. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't understand I, that part of I it. I am not but, but here's the thing. a quantum it, physicist. One would think that these gravity waves, because this event has happened, yeah. mm-hmm. and has been happening for quite some time, yeah. you would think that these waves would be almost constantly being sent. But I don't know. By that event. Um, yeah. But, From what I remember... I, or did I, we just get fucking I lucky th- as hell that we had these things set up no, when this actually I, I, happened? I, well, well, first of all, I, I think the waves would pass through the entire Earth. Well, yes, I agree. speaking. But what I'm saying is that they have to travel at this be a later a little bit. I, I want like to say that I want to say that it's as if the I, 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 maybe it was an XKCD. What would happen? If the sun disappeared, would we just instantly get flung off into space, or would we keep orbiting for <laughs> yeah. a little bit? And I think the answer was we would keep orbiting for a little bit up until like that, whatever the speed of light is, like seven minutes or something yeah. from the sun. Um, oh no, that's reflected from the moon. I got nothing. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Basically, as soon as that gravity wave passed us, then we would go Whee! off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. Um, but Watch that, out, Pluto! We're coming for you. Because the idea it's because uh, it's the gravity wave sort of forming a dip in space time, mm-hmm. and so once you remove the sun, there's no longer that bowl. Yeah, but it has to sort of like stretch back. It's essentially doing the waves back. Like it's, yeah, that's what it, we're talking the, about. The yeah. fabric flattens out, and then it catches up, and the Earth goes crap. Yeah, crap. So talking about now. Imaginary space. Yes. I'm going to talk about uh, the lead writer of Mass Effect Andromeda, Chris Schlerf. Schlerf. That's I, a name. Well, S-C-H-L-E-R-F. Schlerf. Schlerf. Okay, you're pronouncing I'm, t- I'm just going to call him Schler- Schlerf. Schlerf. Let's, go with, let's go with Chris. Um, Schlerf. Has uh, departed from Bioware. Which is kind of a big deal because of the fact that we've seen this happen recently this recently happened with david gator yeah who was the lead writer for um which one was it bioshock it was um i'm now blanking on (laughs) is it bioshock infinite no it was not bioshock (laughs) infinite um it was uh what is their um like their fantasy dragon age Age. yeah yeah uh, dragon age inquisition Inquisition. My brain just like completely failed on yeah. Dragon Age. Sorry, it was probably my fault because I said Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, you. Must have and then I didn't help at all. I threw um, a wrench in there. But he announced that he was leaving uh-huh. um, via a series of tweets, which seems to be the way that people announce that they're leave leaving now. now. You just start it's tweeting. Like, hey guys, this is my official announcement that I'm piecing the fuck out. Um, and Hashtag fuck off. Yeah, and he, he said that Bioware was one of the greatest experiences of his life. You know, getting to write for them and being a part of the Mass Effect series, you know, was fantastic for him. What's interesting to me uh, is that he's going to be going to Bungie. Which, do we know what he's going to be doing at It Bungie? has not been officially announced. Everyone's assuming... Destiny. That he's going to be writing for Destiny. I mean, they've announced Destiny 2. Destiny right. 2 is going to be coming out in 2017. There's also going to be at least one more major piece of DLC yeah. 
coming out for uh, for Destiny supposedly this spring, mm-hmm. um, but it's it could be really cool. Um, so did he finish Andromeda? I don't know because Mass Effect Andromeda hasn't come out yet, but it's still slated to come out, right? Yes, it is. Um, uh, let me take a look here. Uh, he started with. Uh, let's see. He started with Bioware in November of 2013, mm-hmm. um, and he left apparently um, back in September of this year, according to his LinkedIn profile. Okay. Um, and he may have finished up when he was done with the story for Andromeda. That's what seems to be the the idea, at least. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But. It's it's a lot of people that are kind of leaving Bioware, which is really interesting. I feel like yeah, I don't. Really Bioware is not really holding on to people quite that well. I haven't felt really great about Bioware in a long time. Uh, the brothers that started Bioware, the doctors, I always forget their name. I can't remember either. They're two super smart guys. I think the one's like literally a uh, astrophysicist or something like that. Like he's like a super smart. Yeah, like a rocket, no, he's a rocket engineer. That's what he was. He was literally a, a rocket, rocket scientist. Scientist, yeah, like that's what he did. So, like the fact that they left ever since they left, pretty much like okay, we're we're done. You know, the company's great, but we we're, we're gonna go our own ways now. Like I was like, eh, I don't know. I feel like the magic isn't there anymore. Yeah, what 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 Bioware games have you really enjoyed? I I really enjoyed the Mass Effect series. I never played all of the Mass Effects, but I didn't hate the Mass Effect games, and I honestly didn't really like them. Like I liked the first Dragon Age, but I didn't like. The rest of them, like I've, I've, yep. I tried playing through Dragon Age Inquisition, and I got stuck in the first area and got really bored. Apparently, that's yeah. like the big trap of mm, Dragon Age. That's the thing. Like, well, I feel like with all their games, like it's easy to kind of get bored with this, like the the world. I feel like with them, I don't feel like they do the, as good a job as Bethesda does. Where I feel like Bethesda, it's an open world, but it's truly open, and you actually there's. It's really hard to find the constraints of their worlds, whereas with yeah, Bioware, I, I feel like the constraints are there. It's a open world in theory, or like you know, it's still a guided on rails type experience. I think that with at least my experience with with Inquisition, at least, mm-hmm. it was very open world, but there was there were hard level checks. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if you were not geared for it. They gear checked you into the ground. Yeah, and they did that early. I felt like I don't know. Like, yeah, there were definitely spots of it that that they they never I felt, felt like as intuitive destroyed. as Bethesda did. Like Bethesda games yeah. feel a little bit more intuitive, feel a little bit more fun, even like happy almost. There's definitely a, a silliness to them. Whereas I always felt Bioware games that took themselves way too seriously. Yeah, like maybe a little bit. Like you you play Mass Effect and it's like dour, like you know, into the world, like apocalypse and like there's no like letting off of that like all right let's do something fun now it's like no no there's no fun in this game <laughs> i mean serious, serious times all the time yeah. you, you could go feed your fish yeah that wasn't fun though <laughs> that's a mild amusement maybe it felt like you're the sad guy alone in his cabin <laughs> what did i say well it, it was mild amusement oh, maybe cool so it, it, even though it was amusement, it, it was still the emphasis uh, on the i mm. will take it. I was giving it to you. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I, I think now we're going to see what it is that Schlurf is going to do. Are you excited for Andromeda? 
I am excited for Andromeda. I, I want to see what it is. It's not doing the same stuff as the the original Bioshock. Or the, not Bioshock. Uh, um, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Maybe Sorry, it'll Fire finally Runner. be a time for me to get into the series and yeah. not worry about the first three. Yeah. Yeah, that's my problem too. I, it's, just, it's, too it's too far gone now. I that, can't yeah, get into that, it. Yeah. I, I just, I, every time I try to get into one, the engine's just a little too clunky for me yeah, and I, I can't just, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what it is that Andromeda turns out to be, mm-hmm. how well that actually works. Um, but I'm also excited to see what somebody with the writing credentials from this would do at Bungie. Mm-hmm. Because as of late, Destiny has definitely been stagnant and a lot of people have been frustrated. Yeah, which is surprising because that new update, or not new anymore, but when they had the, the most recent update that changed a lot of things. Yeah, the Taken King was received really well. I'm just surprised that didn't. But then give they it didn't do anything after that. Yeah, that I was do. the problem. Like, there's been so little from mm. Bungie in terms of what is happening. They've thrown out little updates. Like Sparrow Racing was was fun. They had a Valentine's Day thing. They did the Crimson Doubles. Yeah, and that was okay. I didn't play it. Nope. Like I, I've had no desire to play that game as of late. Yeah, I, it's, it's and hard. I used to play it a lot. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's hard to. Keep interest in a game that isn't truly open world game like that. Yeah, it's it's not an MMO, but they want it to be so hard. Yeah, and <laughs> if they're not following the model where you're getting new stuff all the time, yeah, and onboarding new players all the time, you're you're it's not gonna work out. Gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have <laughs> a bad time. Wiggity what? But you know who's not having a bad time? Who's not having a bad time? Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. No, he is not. <laughs> they are oh having. A great time. Somebody I say have the best of times. Time. I have yet to see it, personally. I, know I have also not seen it. it. This made me so sad, both of you guys. Just so I you know. know, shut up. So, it is the highest opening for a rated R film ever. Yes. And it is poised to be the highest grossing rated R film. Yes. I and believe. it's only been here for like a, like a week. Yes. It, it, it is doing amazingly well apparently over the opening weekend it hauled in over 132 million dollars that's crazy which is insanity and that definitely blew the the doors off the previous record holder which was the matrix reloaded in 2003 oh, i'd forgotten that was radar an R movie. that was mm-hmm. what was the hollywood wasn't afraid to make radar movies yeah, right? what was yeah. the production value uh Cost? Cost of... I have no idea. No idea. Also, apparently getting kicked in the head is an automatic R rating, which is why The Matrix Reloaded was an R. Really? Really. Because during that, um, uh, the Agent Smith fight, whole lot of kicks to the head. Huh. Yeah. And and necks getting snapped and things like that. So yeah, yeah, also cursing and nudity and... But that was only 91.7 million. Which, it's crazy to think it's been that long since we had a radar movie that was actually kind of like a big deal to the mass public yeah yeah so the 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 top five opening weekends for r-rated films uh after this are rounded out by american sniper which was this past year mm-hmm. hangover part two and then 50 shades of gray yep. and they all got between 85 and 90 million on the first weekend and just as a as a comic book movie, this actually did better than a lot of comic book movies. Which is not surprising. Which, I mean, kind of, like, you think of all these Marvel movies, how much money they're making, and everyone's like, wow, they can't miss. They keep on getting, you know, smashing records. But this is actually bigger than a lot of those movies were. 
Yeah. Which tells you something about this movie that even for other comic book movies, it's still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it's R-rated is the biggest deal, I feel like. One, it's a Fox movie. It's not a Marvel movie. Yep. So it's not Marvel proper. It's in the Marvel Universe, kind right. of. Not really. Like, they don't have a shared universe with X-Men. Um, but I, you guys haven't seen the movie yet, but they definitely make it... They don't let you know that. Fair enough. Like, they never kind of tell you that this movie is not a Marvel movie. Mm. <laughs> to I, the point where there's even a Hello, Hello Carrier that they never show the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on, but you're uh, like, eh, that looks like I, the Hello I, Carrier that, that crashed in the first Avengers movie. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like this is tell you that. very revealing of the true demographic that the, the movies kind of aim at, I guess. And, like, yeah. you, you'd think that, oh, it's our... It'll take a huge hit because, you know... It's a comic book movie kid, and comics are for kids. Uh, yeah, kid, kids won't go and the parents might not go because they're not taking their kids. But, yeah. I mean, you're still doing really well. So that 17 to 24 whatever probably is going strong. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so Josh. Yes? What'd you think? I thought this movie did a great job at not only being funny, but also being heartfelt which I was not expecting as much. Okay. So they had this whole fake campaign where it's a romance movie. Like, you oh, know, yeah. They did this whole thing for Valentine's they, Day. Yeah, they made yeah. it look like a, like, you know, a romantic comedy with, you know... With Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, and they had, like, a picture, like, with them holding hands and being all sweet. But honestly, that's not far off. The beginning <laughs> of this movie is about these two meeting and falling in love with each other. And it's done raunchy. It's done in a very radar way, which is what I expected. But... Honestly, the movie did a good job of making you believe Ryan Reynolds, and I forget her name because I'm a terrible human being. You it really was are. The ah, shoot. No, I'm forgetting. I, I, I gotta look it up because I can't just not. She, I, I, I saw on, on Reddit that she was also in something else. I think, which is interesting. I mean, she's probably in something well, else. Like, that happens a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever. People are in other things. That's not true. Marina Bakarin. I don't know how to say her name. Mm. Sure. sure, why not? Yes, but Close she enough. did a great job as well. Um, but the whole idea is that they fall in love, obviously. And, it, like, Ryan Reynolds is obviously good in romantic comedies. Like, he's done those. Sometimes. He's he's good in a lot of things. Yeah, I actually really, really like him as he's an actor versatile. in general. Yeah, he's very versatile. And my wife always finds it funny that I like Ryan Reynolds because I, I think she thinks of him as, like, the Van Wilder. And I hate those type of a movies. A lot of people I love don't. Van Wilder. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I love those Those are my type of movies. Like, I don't like dumb comedies. Like, mm. Okay. See, th- that's Animal not House, not you. I, I found... Animal House is different. It's before the, 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 the 90s weird, mm. crappy, like... Gotcha. It's not... Animal House is not, like, an Adam Sandler movie. I agree, but I don't think that... Anyway, that's totally <laughs> different on. topic. Moving on. But the whole point is Ryan Reynolds is very versatile. And in this movie, he has two very different roles first he has the you know guy who falls in love with this girl and they have bad circumstances and they're both from crappy kind of like lives like she's a hooker and he's like a mercenary you know what i mean like they're not good people but at the same time they're they're really good together the merc with the mouth yes and then you have the other side which is him dealing with cancer and like the relationship and how they deal with it and all that so it's like very emotional stuff that you would think of like a real adult movie would handle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you have this other side of the movie, which is interlaced throughout the whole time because it's all done in flashbacks, is him being... Deadpool. Deadpool and being silly and crazy and referential to like the audience and breaking the fourth wall and all this stuff you expect from Deadpool. And they they nailed both sides of that. 
Awesome. Which I was super happy to see. I came in this movie with high expectations, high hopes, because the marketing campaign was so good. I know I like Deadpool, the character. I know I like Ryan Reynolds. So I thought I was going to love the movie no matter what. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Like, I was like, okay, I'm in. But then when they actually saw they went above that, I was really surprised. Apparently, from my understanding, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds didn't really know Deadpool all that well until he heard that there was a line in one of the comics that Deadpool, with his mask off, mm-hmm. looked like Ryan Reynolds crossed with an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard that before, but I know that he, when comic movies first got big years and years ago, he won in on the comic book. Like, he won, like, this, he's kind of a nerdy guy. He's always liked comics. Totally a nerdy he's guy. He's like, I want to do this. I want to be in a comic book. And so he tried many. He, I mean, technically he was in Blade, which, well, Blade 3 Trinity, which he is. was? Yeah. And Blade 3, yep. he plays Hannibal, who is. I'll be damned. Okay. Well, Blade itself is a Marvel property. Yes. Mm-hmm. So technically he was in a comic book movie back then. And yep. then he tried Green Lantern, and we all know how that went. That was mm-hmm. a thing. Horribly. Uh, and, and then he was also. He was also Weapon X. He was actually Deadpool. Which was Deadpool. Yep. Yeah. In the Wolverine movies. Which, yeah. tell you what, the movie that they take the piss out of the most is definitely it Wolverine. It started well, out no, with I him mean... being kind of similar to, as far as I can tell, to this Deadpool, and then it jumped the rails. They did and... a great job of him before he turns into Deadpool. Yep. They did a terrible job of him as Deadpool. Yep. And he, obviously, we've seen in the previews, he references that a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's so many nods to this movie. It, with Deadpool, it's a character you can do this with because it's supposed to break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's constantly making nods to other movies. He's constantly making nods to his failed acting career as far as, like, the McConnell movies go. He even makes fun of the studio, Fox, because there's a scene where he is at the uh, mansion, the X-Men mansion. Mm-hmm. He knocks on the door, and uh, Megasonic Teenage... Warhead answers the door, uh, and then Colossus comes in, and he's like, wow, this is a hurry, pretty big place. You would think with this big of a building, I would see more of you. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford more X-Men in this movie, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, did he just, okay, yeah, he just made a reference to the fact that they couldn't afford bigger I, stars. I, and uh, that's Hugh good. because we cannot yeah. appear in this movie. We wanted him to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you they, expect. And they didn't show that, though, in the previews, which I thought right. was smart. Like, in the previews, well, they in never one showed... Of, in, in the first, like, screen... I guess. Are you talking about the the fake footage or the footage that got the movie made? Yeah. Where he like looks at the audience and like yeah, that points one. at the picture. That was actually before the movie. That was right. No, it's true. Yeah. But it was still like is what got it yeah. made. So you'd think it would at least be somewhat consistent with. So it. yeah, they did a fantastic job. You guys definitely have to see it. I think it it hits all marks. I don't think I'm overhyping it at all. It's a great movie, and I think this has far-reaching consequences for other movies. Like, for other comic movies, especially Fox comic book movies. Mm-hmm. This is Radar. It did great. It it smashed records. I think we could see this actually being a big deal for, like, the next Wolverine. There's already talks that it might be Radar now. Did it help wow. smash records? It did not help You know, smash. I kept that thought in my head. That is a Marvel property. They're not allowed to use that property. <laughs> it bulk smashed? Do you guys remember bulk? It was bulk the, and skull? No, the... Bulk and Skull. Oh, wow. wow, really? Wow, okay, no. Bulk, as in the com- or the X-Men villain. Never mind. Uh, wait, wait the, now, I just remember the Blob. There's also Blob, yeah. He was actually in... He Wolverine. was. Yeah, that's a yep. terrible movie. Um, anyway. 
he, I was going to say, along with... <laughs> you can also see that this might have an effect on Gambit, the Gambit movie. Mm. I still have hopes for that movie. I, if, if they can redeem uh, it from, again, his appearance in... Yeah, movie. the same movie that ruined Gambit. Well, yeah, I was going to say... The Weapon X, the Wolverine, the the Blob, the Gambit. The, they, they everybody was ruined just, in that movie. Yeah, they completely ruined. Just, even Xavier with his stupid CG Xavier at the very end. Do you remember they had like yeah. they couldn't get? I don't think they could make him look young enough for the movie or something like that. So they like he's not in a wheelchair yet. He like stands and like turns around and like waves on for them to load up the kids. Yeah, something like that. It was so stupid. Oh my god, I hate that movie. Um. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. This could mean that we not only rated art. I don't want to just focus on that. Focus on the fact that this was a low budget comic book movie and it made gangbusters. Yep. It you don't need to have in the world movies mm-hmm. and comic book movies. Like that's what we've been getting all, like from Marvel, especially pretty much every single Marvel movie is like, all right, this has to be a huge in the world event. This mm-hmm. has to be like the whole world has to be at stake here. Uh, only really Ant Man, if you think about it, like was not that feeling. Yeah, I, I would say so. Spider-Man see that wasn't. as well. Spider-Man's not Marvel. True. So I'm like, so it would be nice to see more of these littler stories where it's not, you know, like this one was pretty much just a revenge story. Like, I yeah. want to kill the guy that made me like this and took me away from my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's all the story was. It was a long, drawn-out revenge story. <laughs> and an origin story as well. And there you are. So and there you are. I'm excited. I and think that's the way the this goes. could mean a lot for Fox... I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if we see Deadpool in proper X Men movies going forward. That'd be cool. Let's just get. Uh, does it Deadpool kills the Marvel universe? <laughs> that would be fantastic. I also think that Deadpool has to uh, be referential, but not no one else in the movie can be. Like oh, he looks not. at the audience, and he's like, "Why the hell are they doing this?" Yeah. And like everyone else is just like, well, "Who's he talking to?" Like, the, pretty much just make Deadpool seem crazy to everyone else. I mean, Deadpool is crazy to everyone else. Or make him like start trying to curse but getting bleeped. He's like, "God, is this movie rated PG thirteen? What the?" <laughs> he like, he just kind of like points at his own mouth. What the hell is happening here? It's like, does that mean yeah. I can't? When he checks him real fast, and he tries to cut off a guy's head, and like the camera cuts away. Yeah, it's like, come on, be like, <laughs> <"Son of one." laughs> it's like, oh, I, I didn't know how it's all blurred out. Or he tries to cut off a guy's head, and the sword stops right before it hits him. And he just keeps yep. on like hacking at the air. Like, tink, why tink, won't this? Tink, is this movie pre- PG thirteen? This is PG thirteen. Son of a. <laughs> yes, this really is. A, <laughs> I want to talk to my agent <laughs> who signed me up for this. Be like, hold on. But yeah, I it, it was great. So some other news got announced uh, actually today as we're recording this. The cast for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Ooh. got announced. I really only want to talk about one person. Hang on. Do Chris Pratt's pecs get their own billing? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a throwback. That's, that's a callback. That is a that is a deep cut. Like his pecs. Chris Pratt's <laughs> pecs get their own billing. Chris Pat, Pratt. God damn it. <laughs> No, I can't do it. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. So they announced a couple of people. They announced uh, the gentleman who's going to be playing Star Lord's father. That's the biggest news. Star Lord's father is going to be played by Kurt Russell. Okay. I think that is fantastic. Are you a fan of Kurt Russell? Yeah, definitely. How can you not? Why? Be? What do you mean? Why? What do you What do you like him in? Uh, well, first off, do you guys see Hateful Eight? 
I did not. I haven't seen that. There's several I movies that it was I need to watch. Pretty well panned, actually. Uh, so not. I wouldn't say pan. It definitely wasn't. It's. I feel like all of his movies have been lately. Like, I feel like it's Tarantino. Not, yeah, Tarantino, not not Kurt Russell. I feel like his movies are all kind of like people aren't feeling them as much as they used to. But it was a good movie. He did good in it. Um, essentially, just think of Kurt Russell as an icon like escape from la like i feel like he is like kind of like an action movie icon and i feel like that works with guardians of the galaxy because it kind of falls back on these older tropes of of sci-fi and older like i'd agree with that yeah action movie tropes like it feels like it's trying to harken back to that time so like having the guy who was in escape from la and uh all those type of movies oh yeah he was in tombstone too that that's (laughs) <laughs> Not really did any of those, but yes. Uh, Br- Breakdown, Soldier, all those. So you're just a fan of Kurt Russell, so you're excited for that. I'm, I think he's a great actor. I think that's a smart move by them to make him the father. And plus, I kind of feel like Kurt Russell, you kind of look at him in the face and kind of look at Chris Pratt, and you kind of do see a well, similar just type. distracted by his pecs. He hasn't really... <laughs> he no, never actually gets, not. I he was never gets to his sleepy. face. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a shirt for most of the movie. It's true. Does Kurt Russell have nice pecs? No. Mm. He's Kurt an old man. Pecs? He's an old man now. Come on. <laughs> it's way easier to say. Kurt Russell's pecs? See? Yes. Yeah. He's 64 years old. Dang. Joseph, man has aged well. Joseph Gordon-Levitt just turned like 35. Also yeah. 30, aged 34 well. 34 maybe? I'm not sure. He still looks 12. I mean, yeah. He's, he's still a great actor. True. I'm trying to look up other actors. Right, uh, Palm Clement. I can't say her last name. Here, I'm going to show you the name because I can never say it. Hold on. Uh, what what, uh, what guarantee do we have that we could say it? Clementif? 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 Yeah, we'll go with it. Clementif. Okay. What What about her? Um, I don't really know her that well, but I know who she's going to be playing, which is interesting. Uh, she's going to be playing Mantis. I'm not familiar with Mantis. It gets... I mean, once you get into the Marvel Galaxy comics, it's kind of... But she's Lots a... Lots of weird people. Bigger character. I mean, I'm sure. So it's kind of interesting that she'll be playing. The fact that Mantis is going to be in it is interesting. Fair. Uh, Chris Sullivan got announced as well. I mm-hmm. These are all pretty good standard. Act- like, they're they're good actors, but they're not, like, big names. Okay. You just wanted Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, I think, is awesome. And the fact that we know that he's going to be Star Wars... Like, I, I don't know if they actually announced it, but everyone knows that's who he's going to be. So... Ha- in terms of, like, they just are assuming that's the character? It's pretty... Pretty much it's been confirmed, but it's not official. Okay. Gotcha. It is not officially confirmed, but it's kind of behind the scenes confirmed. Yeah, like, yeah, he's going to be Star Wars' dad. That's 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 where, okay. that's where that's going. How are they... Do we know how they're taking Star Wars' dad? Because the, no, the no. actual, like, comic book is that he's, he's a like... a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag, but he was, like, the king of an yeah. alien race. He's royalty, and he kind of pretty king much just shacked up with... Uh, Star Wars, Star Lord's dad or mom, I mean, and like got her knocked up and like, well, I'm out. Sounds very, sounds very Zeus. And then, yeah, yeah, pretty much, he's he's that type of character. And then he only finds uh, what's Star Lord's real name? I always Quinn. Quill. Quill. Sorry, not Quinn. Quill. Yeah, Yeah, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. There we go. I couldn't remember Peter. Um, I remember Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He pretty much only comes back for Peter because he needs him to like. 
do something with the something. crown or fulfill yeah. some roles. He's like, you know, Dad, you came back. He's like, yeah, so we have business. <laughs> He's like, uh, whoa, you're an ass. So I don't love you. You're that. a dick. Yeah. So and that's that. That'd be good. I'm excited. I think it'll be interesting. That and they showed a promo picture for it, and it still has little, Tiny Groot. Tiny Groot is still a thing. I am Groot. Like, they, they, it's not like Root has grown up yet, but if you look at the picture, you can see on Dax's oh, shoulder. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's really cute. Dax's so wait, shoulder. I think that's cool, because instead of being the, the muscle, he's going to possibly be the tactical recon. He could be. and he's. Pre- I am tiny and can go everywhere. Yeah, him and uh, Rocket will just be like... It will be funny to see their dynamic change, because now yeah. Rocket's the tall one mm-hmm. in their relationship, so it's like little Groot and big Rocket. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Soy Groot. Soy Groot. You're Soy Groot. <laughs> soy Groot. And with that. And mm-hmm. with that, yes. Soy Groot. GG. GG. Groot. G is for Groot. 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 Groot.